year of our Lord, 2018. And in the tradition of last year, The Real Brian Show continues the annual celebration of the saint known as Patrick. Patty. Pat. Bro. 80 episodes and 40,000 cups of coffee later, we take you into glorious battle. The battle for my loaf of Guinness and Gouda bread. And the battle for our freedom! Um, Brian, that's not Irish. Nah, screw it. It is St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Let's rock it! Isn't this awesome? Brand spanking new cores right here. I love this. I'm the Real Brian with Tony, the captain of influence himself. Thanks for joining us today. You guys sick of me yet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am, but, uh, you know, I don't speak for everybody. Oh, my gosh. You know, this guy's just getting on my nerves. (laughs) uh, uh, I'm warming up to it, though. Come on. I'm warming up. You know what's so funny is everybody's like, wow, Tony is like the most improved player. You know, because oh, uh, how quickly, because honestly, every single person that gets behind a microphone for the first time doesn't sound like themselves. It is nerve wracking. <laughs> I get it. But you've improved so quickly. It's awesome. Well, when I have something good to talk about and, you know, if, if you present a topic and I have a solid opinion about it, I'm fine. So it's when I don't know what to say that it gets difficult and that's probably anybody. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that's right. Oh my gosh. I just tell you what, it's just amazing. So, oh, I'm just, I love St. Patrick's day. I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, I, I do hail from Ireland, part of the family. My mother's maiden name is McNally. Oh, uh, very Irish. So I'm, I'm a good half Irish. And, uh, oh, and I, fantastic. I never, ever celebrate St. Patrick's day. I just don't, I, I'm not super in touch with my Irish roots and I never have been. Yeah. So maybe it's also kind of the entrance of spring. So it's just kind of a happy time, but true. You know, the Guinness and Gouda bread is a huge tradition. I do love, 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 love corned beef and cabbage and carrots. And we actually did yeah. sweet potatoes this time <laughs> rather than just regular potatoes. And uh, yeah. I just found out last year that my mom's side of the family, every St. Patrick's day, they do, they do a corned beef and cabbage meal yeah on saint patrick's day and i've never known that until last year it's like what and they're like you didn't know that and i'm like no no one's ever invited me to that so uh it's just funny and it's so good have you had it though Uh no but i'm sure i'd love it because i like corned beef and i like cabbage so yeah sure yeah it's it's amazing man it's a it's a fantastic thing (laughs) but i'm not yeah (laughs) i love the irish music you know there's just something about it i still want to visit ireland and or and scotland too someday both both places oh Scotland's beautiful. Is it? I've never been to Ireland, but I've been to Scotland and it's just fantastic. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, there's fantastic again. Hey, glorious. We're going to go with glorious. We can play a drinking game. People, <laughs> people listening play a drinking game just on how many times Captain Influence says fantastic. And you'll be drinking. What are you drinking? It'd be a valid. Folgers? You know what I'm drinking. Uh, uh, <laughs> It'd be a valid drinking game. <laughs> every time, every time you say, uh, you know, fantastic. Everybody has to drink Folgers. I think we'd all die. A shot of Folgers, yeah. No, you wouldn't die, but you'd probably be up all night. Yeah. You know what's really cool is I I made a Rubis. It's a Rubis tea with cinnamon bark and orange peel and orange oil in it. And I made it super, super strong last night. It was so good. Almost like burned. You know, I mean, almost. Cinnamon doesn't really. What's a Rubis? It's spelled Irish. Rubis. It's actually African. 
It's African. Oh, it's uh, it's an African <laughs> bush, and it's actually technically not a tea leaf. It's a bush that they use, you know, like tea. I mean, you you still steep oh. and brew it and that kind of thing. It's really interesting. Look like little tiny pine needles is kind of how huh. I like to look at them. But uh, does it really, have a kind really of a juniper taste to it? No, it's kind of a. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's got oh. a sweet aftertaste. It's um, it's robust, very robust flavor. But I I couldn't explain what it because it's unlike anything really. Else. Interesting. I learn something new every day. That gum, man, some good stuff. Especially on your show. Thing I like about Rubus is that it's caffeine free, so it's a good nighttime tea. Uh, I see. It's really good for you too, but it tastes good. Some people don't good. like I'll, it. But. I'll have to. I'm curious. You'll have to uh, expose me. Okay. Do it. <laughs> expose me. <laughs> okay, to expose me to Rubus. Yeah, if you get all sweaty, you can know. Um, so, what did you think of the new core song? I played just the instrumental segment of that whole song, but what did you think? I am a huge Coors fan from back in the late 90s yeah. uh, through the early 2000s, and I totally lost track of them. And I guess that's because they went away. I, I listened to it today, and I really like it. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It's very Coors. 11 years after their last album, they put out this song. And I guess it did come out at the end of 2017. So it's been a few months old now. Uh-huh. But still, I didn't even know about it because, you know, you and I were talking about the Coors a few weeks ago one of the game nights because you know it's like right. oh cores you're like you know the cores i'm like are you kidding i love the cores good irish family band you know mm-hmm. really talented they did some poppy stuff that i wasn't as much of a fan about i was more into the stuff that had the irish roots like you, yeah you know, their last that song their last two albums were a little poppier which is probably why i lost interest but yeah it's kind of interesting but before that it was that they had some really good stuff so with the cores i saw them do that you know their first album was heavily heavily irish you know, most of the songs in there, you yeah, had your fiddle, you Irish. had the tin whistle. Exactly. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And then, yeah, they kind of went away from that. There was another band that came out in the 90s, and they were called Burlap to Cashmere, and they were oh. like flamenco. So it was like, oh, interesting. it was modern, <laughs> kind of a modern pop alternative with flamenco. And it was the coolest and most unique thing I think I'd ever heard. And then their second album was just pop. And it was like, guys, Weird. the one thing that made you unique, you got rid of. So, yeah, yeah, well, Sugar Ray did the same thing, man. They started out as a hardcore punk band, and then they went they they went and sold out and just destroyed them. Yeah, a lot of bands do that, but thank goodness, Some bands do, yeah. The Cores have come back with their Irish roots. Great, sounds song, like man. it. Although I, I was disappointed, it's only one song. I'm, I'm hoping that there's more. Well, maybe this is a let's see if we can generate some interest to uh, record a new album. Yeah, I hope it's a vanguard of of some more stuff. So yeah, yeah. okay, let's talk about. Music really quick. Churches really quick. I, I'm a huge fan of churches. Loved their mm-hmm. first album, or at least I loved most of their first album. Maybe about, well, let's even go to half their first album. There were a few songs in there. Absolutely loved some, meh, you know, whatever. Uh, By second the way, album, folks, that's churches with a V instead of a U. C-H-V-R-C-H-E-S. Go ahead. Exactly. So it'd be like churches. 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 It's spelled like old English. It's a sneeze. Yeah, exactly. They have a brand new song. It's called My Enemy. I love it. it so I liked good. it too. I, I listened to that and then I listened to some of their older stuff and a lot of their stuff's a little too poppy. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and major chord, you know, I like a lot of minor chords like you do. And, mm-hmm. and, and my enemy song was, was a little more up my alley as far as a musical tone and, and whatnot. So, you know what I found with them is there's a, a few songs in there. Like the mother we share is a good one. It almost feels like that you can just feel their passion while they're singing it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing that I get with some of lights, you know, some of her music. There's a few songs in there that it's like, I think she really loves this song. Like you can just tell she loves it. Mm-hmm. So the mother we share and tether, I think are my two favorite on their first album. 
recovers kind of fun. Night Sky is kind of cool. Other than that, though, I, you know, I didn't get into the rest of the album that much, but those songs are so passionate. You know, they're they're minor keys. And you're right. Their new album. There's a couple of songs like Downside of Me. I was a big fan of. Uh, I think there were maybe two songs on that new album that I really, really liked, but the rest were very poppy. You're right about that. Like kind of almost bubbly and too happy. Yeah, bubbly. Yeah, yeah a little bu- little more bubbly than like kind of a bubbly electronica. Yeah, but, but which is The lead bad. singer has a really cute voice and, and um, yeah, she's good. And ever since Mazzy Star, I like, oh, I like Mazzy cute Star. Voices, so yeah. I love Mazzy Star. Hope Sandoval. She's awesome. Yeah, I really do appreciate talented singers. And that's, oh, know, yeah. that's kind of what I go with. So uh, speaking of that, is it Sha Sha? You know, I've never figured out how to Shia. pronounce Sia's name. I always Sia. call her Sia. And I, that's got to be wrong. I think it's is like it Sha. Ja. Like Ja Ja Gavor. Ja. Maybe ja? it's. I don't know. Sia. Like Spanish. A lot of, you know, we were talking about S-I-A, however yeah. you pronounce her name. She's got some. I like her voice, too. She's one of those that I really like. But here's the thing. I like most of her when she's singing with somebody else's music. So mm-hmm. they write the music and they utilize her talent. And I was oh, like, you know, some great stuff. She's right. done some stuff with like, well, like titanium. Beautiful. Right. You know, David Guetta, Guetta, mm-hmm. goo, goo. You know, I've heard her. I've heard her collaborate with some other bands that I can't put my finger on right now, but that I, that I've liked in the past, but go ahead. Yeah. So she has a new song from wrinkle in time called magic and it does go a little too majory. You know, speaking of the major keys for me personally, it gets a little too poppy in the, in the chorus, but it's still good. But man, you know, the, the verses really lead up nicely. Still like but that's it though. what's in right now. That poppy <sighs> sound that seems to be in right now. Yeah. In, Bring in the minor keys 40. back. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wrinkle in time. We're going to have to, have you seen it yet? No. And I don't, like I said, I'm not sure if I will. I don't, okay. I'm not going to disparage you for wanting to see it at all, but I'm not sure it's up my alley. I may wait to talk about it then. Did see it. Okay. There's actually some hilarious conversation going on in the Facebook group right now uh, okay. about it. It's <laughs> it's like just pure trash talk now. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, jump in on it. No spoilers, though. Don't worry. We're not we're not giving away anything about the movie, but I, I know Miss Ice wants to talk about it. So I may wait until she can get on the show so that mm-hmm. we can discuss Definitely. it because there there's some things in there that I wouldn't mind talking about. But um, I'm just going to say I personally liked it. There's a lot of haters out there on this. I don't know why I don't. I mean, some people just freaking hated the movie and I'm not quite sure why they hated the movie. Uh, I know one specific hater. Let's just, (laughs) we won't call him Martin, the flash (laughs) who says that, you know, this movie eh, wasn't impressed. I mean, you know, Maleficent. Now that's a good family value or family movie. And I thought seriously, so we're not taking movie advice from the flash anymore because yeah, (laughs) as uh, spider pan put it, you know, you like self-inflicting torture. You enjoyed that train wreck of Maleficent. I'm like, thank you. That's exactly how I would uh, describe Maleficent. So, but see for me, for wrinkle <laughs> in time, first of all, I'm one of the few people in our generation who did not read the book when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, it's the kind of book I would have read, but I never got around to it. But then also the previews made it look a little too, I don't know. I can't put my finger on the, on what it, it just did not, I didn't think they advertised it very good, in my opinion. I did not want to go see that movie when I saw the previews in the theater. So it looked very kidsy. Yeah, yeah, it looked very kidsy. It looked almost like a and and no offense to anybody, but it looked almost like a high budget spiritual movie. 
it had had a campy feel to it. The, again, I'm only speaking of the preview because that's all I've seen. Sure. So I'm yeah. I'm mostly talking out of my rear end right now. That's right. I can tell you <laughs> but, though, uh, that's not what it was. Okay. So rest assured, it wasn't like that. The the kids did spectacularly well. I was actually very impressed how well they acted, and and especially for as young as some of them were, you kind of go, how in the Sam Hill, or how in the St. Patrick could they act like that at that age? Like it's amazing. Ironically, some of the adults didn't act as well. Okay, so it's kind of funny. Like I heard, I heard Oprah was in it, and and uh, she was okay. I mean, she's Oprah. Was, she's not okay. an actress, but she's kind. Of, I mean, she's in front of cameras for decades, so you but she's think being she, herself. Okay. Now, the one I was honestly disappointed in, I will agree with Martin the Flash on this one. And again, I don't want to give too much away because I, I want to talk more about this <laughs> with, with Miss Ice. But Mindy Kaling, you know, from The Office and from uh, uh-huh. the Mindy Project and everything. Well. I loved her in the office. She was absolutely freaking perfect in that role. I mean, you really yeah. believed, you know, Kelly, Kelly Kapoor, right? You yep. believed that was her. Um, the problem <laughs> she was is one of the best characters. I think she's a one trick pony because she just couldn't do what she was supposed to, to me. Like oh, okay. she was not cast correctly. Like they should have cast someone else for this one. Now, Chris Pine though, Captain Kirk, dude, he's, he's a good actor. I do like him. Yeah. I think he can be a lot better than what, some of the movies he's been in have written for him. Well, sure. Namely, right. namely Star Trek oh, and geez. Wonder Woman. You're JJ so. Abrams. Uh, <laughs> JJ. I'm going to get JJ hack, on hack the show. Abrams. Yeah. JJ is going to come on the do. show. and We're going to be like, you know, Tony, I'll let you interview him. So JJ, <laughs> tell me why you ruined everything, you know? And then he'll be like, I'm not doing this interview. And I'll be like, hold on, yeah. hold on. Some of us actually like JJ's interpretations. I, for yeah. one, like some of his stuff. I liked the Star Trek movies. I liked the Star Wars movies. You know, I, I didn't mind know. the first two Star Trek movies. That's fair. And the third one, he didn't direct. So, which yeah. was, and it was awful. awful no, awful. it was but a nod to the, like the Star Trek fans of old. The what third was movie was really poorly <gasps> written. Well, it but we're getting off better. on a tangent. Yeah. Okay. You're right. All right. <laughs> but, but like, but, but doesn't this just illustrate how different people's opinions are yeah. on anything? And we're continually surprised by this. Whenever somebody has a completely contrary opinion to ours, and we're all guilty of this, we're always like, how can you think that way? This movie was awesome, or this movie was terrible. How did you like that? But it happens to us over and over and over in daily life, and we're always surprised by it. Yeah. Kind of insane. It is true. I will be completely honest, and I know we're totally trash talking with Martin, and and it's been fun. Like, it's (laughs) honestly, it really has been a lot of fun. But when he said he loved Maleficent, I was shocked. And I thought, <laughs> who in their right mind would love that movie? Because that movie, for some reason, really negatively impacted me. Like, I just was like, oh, there's something about that I just didn't like. And I can't even really put my finger on it. And I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie. But again, but a lot of people did. Exactly. And like Martin yeah. took something away from that that he loved. But yeah. at the same time, you're right. It's like when somebody loves something, you don't want to cut them down. And you're entitled to your opinion and your experience. And I am as well. And we can respect that and we can totally enjoy, you know, talking about it together. But what's really cool is I like hearing some of the thoughts. So like when I first saw Star Wars, I -hmm. went in, didn't read anything and I just went in completely innocent and just enjoyed it. And then I came back and then I was like, okay, now what are people saying about it? And then Mm -hmm. I started to say, oh, okay, those are fair points. Yeah, that's a fair point too. But I'm glad because if I had read that stuff first, it would have ruined my experience. Sure. Yeah. I envy you tremendously for liking or at least enjoying episodes seven and eight. This brings me to a, an interesting question. I'm curious though, if 
there's a correlation between we are we are more joyful, happier, more content. We're getting our vitamin D. We, you know, we're we're feeling good. Whatever the case, right? Like life is just in a quote better state. So our mind is in a better state versus a lot of crap going on. Maybe you know, there's some unfortunate stuff, pain, negativity. If we yeah. go into a movie with one of those mindsets, will it affect our outcome? I mean, yes, I assume it will, right? But not necessarily. It's just there's so many variables involved. I, I've experienced uh, going to films where I did not expect much and came out thinking it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've usually when I go into a movie, I'm looking forward to the movie and I'm having I have high hopes for it that 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 I will like it. I think it's pretty normal with anybody. They're not going to go into the movie going, okay, I'm here. I, I just spent twenty bucks and I know this is going to suck, but here we go. No, you just don't. <laughs> you don't go to the movie if you think it's going to suck. Yeah, yeah. So everyone goes to a movie with something of a high expectation or at least expecting to enjoy themselves. But uh, I think there's just too many, too many emotional variables that can go into that. So that's kind of a tough question to answer. I think too, there's a a factor like if you're with somebody who's just genuinely. So for example, black Panther, you know, for me, like I said, I I thought the story was okay. The origin story was okay. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't hate it obviously, but I didn't think it was the best Marvel movie ever. You know, one of the guys that was with me, John, was just like, oh, my gosh, like this was fantastic. I love the movie. So he was enjoying it. And I think that rubbed off on me versus like if you go to another movie and, you know, let's say I take Sarah to an action movie uh, and she's not into that stuff like action and, you know, yeah, suspense, you know, and she's not into that. And she's going to be like, she may not say anything, but I can feel it. And so Mm. it's going to take away from my enjoyment of the movie. Un, you know, unintentionally, of course, and it's all very sure. subconscious, but I, I wonder, I'm just saying, I'm wondering like how much of that plays into our enjoyment of movies uh, and also our criticism of movies too. I really do think this is one of those, it, there's too many variables to say it. So for example, Ready Player One's coming up in two weeks. I'm mm-hmm. extremely excited about that movie because I loved the book so much, but I also know it's a movie. It's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. They're doing different right. things. Am I going to go in expecting it to be just like the book? Well, if no. I do, I'm an idiot, right? Because it's not going right. Be- yeah, the the previews by themselves have kind of indicated that it's. I mean, the, just the feel of the of the previews to me, yeah, have kind of already diverged from the from the book. Exactly. Go so I'm going to go in with the expectation that this is a new story based mm-hmm. on a story that I had read in the past. Right. And that's, that's it. a good attitude. I'm just going to have fun yeah. and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. And it may not be the best movie in the world, but I'm just excited because of the aspect of the movie. Here's the other mm-hmm. thing too. I want to see Tomb Raider because you know the original video game was really cool, and then the Angelina Jolie, eh, it was okay. It just wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. I want to see the new one. I think they've actually fixed a lot of things, and so far I'm hearing good things about it. And then Pacific Rim Two. I do not expect either of those movies to be fantastic. <laughs> I expect to go in, eat popcorn, and just have fun for a couple of hours, and you know, smile and laugh. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim was one of those movies that I did not expect to like. I watched on yeah. uh, after it was out in the theaters. So I watched it on DVD several years ago, but I kind of watched it just because, and I ended up really liking that movie because I saw it and we're totally total tangent here, but I saw what they were trying to do with that movie. I could tell what Guillermo del Toro was doing with it fairly quickly into the movie because there's some campy parts of that film, but those campy parts were like, it was like an, it was like a live action anime movie. That's what it was. There were all these little, there were these little social aspects of how the of, of the of the dialogue and whatnot that were that you only see in an anime that some of the character interaction and stuff was very anime and i was like oh this is a live action anime that's kind of neat yeah. so i took it for what it was and i ended up really liking that 
that movie. So because I like the first one so much, I'm looking forward to the second one. Nice. But I don't know if it'll be as good. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you said that because that actually explains what I saw in the first one was that it is a live action anime. It really is. And yeah, I think like, if I like can... the quirky scientists and stuff yeah. and, and the social interplay between the lead female actress and her mentor, that, that one general guy who rescued her when she was a little girl, just the, the interaction they have between themselves and then the two quirky scientists. And that's, there's like, oh, that's anime has that stuff in it yeah. and it's campy, but that's what they were trying to do. And so it came off okay for me because I understood it. That's awesome. Speaking of anime shun, you started mm-hmm. Voltron season five? No, I just started watching Voltron season one. Oh, because I'm a huge Robotech fan from yeah. the 80s, and Voltron is right up in that same genre. But I only watched Voltron spottily in the 80s when I was a kid for some reason. But I always liked the ones that I saw. Mm-hmm. But I so I and I've been putting off watching the new Netflix ones. So I I just started watching the first one before this episode. So far, it's good. It's Got that bit of 80s cartoon camp or 80s anime campiness to it, but oh, yeah. the writing is pretty good and the voice acting is very funny. Yeah. So I'd like the, the character interactions are really funny. So, so far, so good. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready to start season five finally because, you know, well, I mean, what it is, they come out with a season. I think the first two seasons are maybe 13 episodes or whatever, but then season three, four, and five are like six each. You know, oh, okay. 20 yeah. minutes long. That's pretty so. typical. Yeah. yeah, it's honestly, the the writing in the beginning of it was phenomenal, I thought. I thought it was actually a really good story because most cartoons like that don't have stories. You know, they're just kind of like, hey, let's go get the bad guy and then the episode wins and everybody lives, you know. They're uh, episodic, yeah. Yeah. It's, Whereas Voltron and Robotech were both, especially Robotech was like a, it was kind of a soap opera in space, basically. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was an animated soap opera of yeah. its time and and uh, a lot of college age people were watching it back in the early mid 80s when it was coming out. So I only got into it in like the late 80s after it had, it was in syndication. But yeah, season four story was a little all over the place. I didn't really didn't see a whole lot of continuity to it. So maybe they'll wrap or, you know, kind of draw it together in season five. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. And then Jessica Jones season two is finally out. So I've not started that yet, but that's on my list to hit soon because I did enjoy season one of Jessica Jones. You know, it's funny. I never finished Daredevil season two. I just couldn't mm-hmm. for some reason. <laughs> Same with like, um, you know, Fist of Justice or whatever the heck his name was. Doom Fist, uh, Iron Fist. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I know. Um, I couldn't I couldn't finish that one either for some reason. You know, and I, I've said this before. I loved Luke Cage and uh, Jessica Jones. Even liked the Defenders a lot. So looking forward to season two. We'll see where it goes. Bad Kitty tying him in did not like, <laughs> you know, Luke Cage as much as I did. And I'm offended by that. And I'm also, uh, I'm really offended in general by bad kitty because you know, he's, he's just an offense. <laughs> he's <now>. so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. So least even bad kitty was so funny. Listen to last week's episode and he's like, dude, are you guys playing alien isolation tonight? And I said, uh, actually we are, this is actually our weekly night to play. It was really funny. So he jumped on discord last week with us. He watched both of our broadcasts. He was going back and forth, you know, and he was being our, uh, our Lambert. Oh, it was fun. It, it was so funny. He, so first, for, first thing he does is he has us go from, see, we, we had started playing the game in, in easiest, in the easiest Novice. difficulty setting. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we wanted to get through the story and we didn't want to be 
and we wanted to keep the stress level to a minimum because sure. we knew even then it was still going to be a really stressful game. And so he's like, no, 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 no. You guys are doing it all wrong. Everyone like recommends you play it on hard mode. And basically <laughs> the, the difference between the easiest mode and this mode is that in the easiest mode, the alien could be anywhere on this giant space station. In the hard mode, it's always going to be near you following you so that's how we're playing it it's yeah. you can always hear it crawling around in the duct worked above you and stuff like that we played a couple hours on saturday and we're stuck on this one part where we've triggered its appearance it's the second time it's appeared and we can't figure out how to get around the thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're hiding from it and thinking okay what can we do to distract this because that's all you can do you can just you can't kill it you can't shoot at it it will kill you yeah you can't run from it it will chase you and get you you have to hide and sneak around it I love the fact that you can't kill the alien yet. I mean, maybe at the end or whatever, but no, no, I don't think you can. Like, maybe you can pump blow, it out of airlock. Or yeah, something, I was going to say blow it into space, but yeah, I don't know. But I, I like the fact that you can't kill it with brute force because there's novice, easy, medium, and hard and hard is oh. what is intended. So that's what the game designers intended you to play as. It's the most realistic. It's like the movie. And yeah, we're talking, well, we're on easy mode. And Lee's looking at my screen and I hit it and I'm like, he's like, no, you're not. You're a novice. That's even one step lower. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so we go to hard and you're right. Like, you know, the first where we were, you know, you couldn't, it was like, oh, there's no big deal. You're just kind of running around. It was actually feeling pretty easy sneaking around. But what's interesting is the difficulty of the game does not necessarily change. What changes is if I make noise, the alien hears me versus if I'm a novice, he may not. Oh my gosh, I, I was hiding behind something and he walks by and I'm like, don't see me. Don't look. Don't. He turns. I'm like, dead. Dang dead. it. It's I like, was hiding underneath a gurney forever. <laughs> He's walking back and forth. Awesome. Will he ever leave? No, apparently he doesn't leave. You have to distract him and get past that. So that's what we're going to do this weekend is trying to get past him. Lee was just the whole time. Oh, this is great. He, he was oh, the man. best part of the night. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sitting there and he, he's watching you and he's like, oh, oh, Tony, Tony, this this part, this part. And then you're like, I, I think I'm going to die. He's like, isn't that the best ever? I'm like, what, that I'm going to die? He's like, yeah, I love this. I love horror. So he tells, I, I'm going to let him come on the show and defend himself on this one eventually. But until yeah, then, fun. so he's telling us that he, well, he might've said this on the show already, but he loves when he can't sleep to pretend like he's going to be hunted by an alien or something. And he has to like get scared like, under really his covers. Still. And he falls asleep, Mike. So he like he like you, pretends he's like he he he's a statue, and he's and he doesn't make a single noise, and then it puts him to sleep somehow. Um, <laughs> I, as as Wayne would say, are you mental? I mean, <laughs> I <think it's>, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think it's great. Once again, everybody's a different, right? Different cat. Yeah, he's a very different cat, and yeah. I and uh, no I wish that I could have that same attitude about this sort of game. It's my yeah. cerebellum is telling me. This is all, it's just a game. You know, you can load the last save game. If you die, expect to die a lot. It's just have fun with it. Your brainstem is going, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's adrenalizing for me. I wouldn't oh, say it's stressful much as much as it's just like, oh, this is so much fun. And yeah, it's good when a game can get you up like that. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. It's I, I, yet again, like, like we've gone on for two weeks now. It's an impressive game. So. Yeah. So I'm checking out a new game called, it's free to play right now, uh, Secret World Legends. Oh, I never heard of it. It's an MMO. It's uh, it's on Steam. It's interesting. Um, I'm not really quite sure what, you know, Johnny and I checked it out. We're not very far into it, but it's just kind of like, oh, let's just see if there's something new to play. But, you know, I don't know how, how long of playability it has because any MMO that is free to play, you right. get to a certain level and then all of a sudden you have to pay something to get anywhere because it's microtransactions or, you know, donate or whatever, or else you're just kind of stuck. So, yeah. 
right. it's it's and interesting, that's the, and that's the business model. But yeah, yeah. Okay, this is good news. Sheer terror lives, Woo. and she's returning. So be afraid. Was she dead? No. Well, no. well, good. I mean, well, I don't know. Was she? <laughs> has she come back? I'm just glad to hear she's coming back. Oh, I'm excited. She has been out for a few months, as we know. Um, had every intention of returning, and I got to see her finally last week. Got a fantastic haircut from her, and she's like, I am so excited to return, and I finally can. So I believe it will be either next week or the week after that she will make her return to the show. It's going to be exciting. Excellent. Guess what my wife just brought me? Jackson's a- Honest oh, Sweet Potato Chips. Yes. Oh, we got to talk. Okay, we got to talk about this really quick. Talk- <laughs> okay, open the bag right now and try this. I have it open. Okay, okay here we go. go for it. Go for it. Mmm. Yeah. So I have the sweet potato ones, and they're do they they're taste sweet. different? They're very sweet. They're really good. I have to talk about this. Jackson's Honest. Now I've seen these things around, and you know, like the Whole Foods type places and stuff. We got some Jackson's Honest chips. I'd seen these around, and they're made with all coconut oil, so they don't use any of the other crap that's out there. And I was watching Shark Tank this season. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that that's Jackson's honest. I've seen these, these guys in the stores. Well, they got up and they, they shared their story and, you know, they pitched their business and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a powerful story. So it turns out that their son Jackson, and by the way, they're in Colorado, this company, okay. Crested Butte, Crusty Butt, got Crusty it. Butt. Yep. So their, uh, their son Jackson was, uh, I, I don't remember what he was diagnosed with, but you know, he was diagnosed with something as a young kid and, and had some issues, basically all of these problems. They found that feeding him things that had coconut oil in it versus other crap like cleared him up and helped him and he got healthier and he felt better. Interesting. And so they said, let's start a company that cooks in all coconut oil because it's helping our son. Let's do this. You know, maybe we can, you know, help others to eat healthier. If you're going to eat chips, eat something that's healthier, et cetera. You know, so they did that pitch and you know, the sharks loved it. Chips were great. So on and so forth. Unfortunately, the episode was dedicated to Jackson because he had died afterwards oh no so that was That's horrible awful. horribly sad but just a powerful story you know and and i think it's a cool legacy but one mm-hmm. way or the other i was like i'm gonna go find jackson's honest chips and i'm gonna buy them to support that family because yeah. damn it what an awesome story and what a sad situation but what a neat thing that they've done so i I'm got twice these, as glad i got them so yeah yeah i got the the and by the way if you want to watch it i linked jackson's honest they'll be in the show notes as far as their website you can read their story but also i i, I did link the I think this is going to work. The video that's the actual pitch from Shark Tank. Of course, it's on ABC, so there's probably ads and stuff, and I, hopefully it'll show the whole thing. I haven't actually previewed it yet. But anyway, it's just a really, really neat story, and I ended up getting the sea salt malt vinegar, which oh, I'm yeah. a huge fan of. And, you know, the Boulder ones are great, but they're really intense, really sugary. This was not. I mean, it was like a hint of uh, sweet and a hint of the malt vinegar, which vinegar. really, really good. But, that, yeah, something about that coconut I don't know what it is. There's a taste there. There's a mouth feel. There's all kinds of weird things or, you know, some, somebody with a better taste bud kind of, you know, analysis could, could talk about better than, than me, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's just some better nose good about for it. the, for the chips. Yeah. <laughs> and let me ask you this. If you were to go eat like a half a bag or a full bag of potato chips, are you going to feel good afterwards? No, of course not. Me neither. Both physically <laughs> and mentally. I'm going to feel awful. <laughs> yeah. What <did> I do? <laughs> um, I ate a half a bag of these and I felt amazing afterwards. <laughs> oh, I don't understand Thanks. that. I was like, now wow. I'm going to eat the whole thing. And, and Brian said, <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was weird. I <laughs> actually honey. felt good. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. So I'll let you know, check them out though. What, what do you think of so those? So far they're good. Okay. So far they're good. 
Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's a cool story. I'm glad you got some. Yeah, me too. Especially now. All right, so here's a little espresso shot for the week. I've been uh, thinking about this. It's so funny. Sarah and I have been actually trying to do this. This is what's funny about it is why we're trying to do this. I don't understand, but um, I, I think I finally have an idea now why. And then, of course, after trying this, I read something and one of the pieces of advice was exactly what we're doing, which is make people feel special. Here's something that I've noticed. This used to come very natural to me to go make people feel special. Like if I would go out and I would be helped by someone, barista, you know, wait staff, checker, no matter where you're at, you're being helped by somebody. Usually it's easy to just make someone feel special. You run into somebody lately. I've had a hard time doing it and I've been trying to figure out why am I having a hard time brightening this person's day? And I started to realize it's because most of the time when I'm being helped by these people, they're in a bad mood. Or if I'm at a coffee shop and I've said this before, nobody looks up from their phones or devices. They just, you know, keep themselves. You smile at them. Sometimes they smile back. I'm actually starting to see more smiles returned, by the way. My theory is people are more stressed. They have, you know, they're more anxious. Maybe they've had bad customers, so on and so forth. So unfortunately and cynically, they expect you to be another problem to them. And so they never take a chance on you. And so when you go up and say, hi, how are you? Hi, how can I help you? You know what I mean? Like they're just like uh, immediately the walls up and I've realized that I've started to respond in kind, not rudely, but I just, I don't do anything to, to make them happier or smile or anything like that. I just kind of fine. Mm -hmm. So lately we've been trying to be a little more intentional about it. And I think again, that's kind of why it's been funny is like, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ignore their attitude and just be me and try to make them feel a little more special. So story about this and and Sarah actually did a great job with this. I did not. <laughs> I went into uh, actually we were just down there because we were we were down in Boulder. And so it's like, oh, let's just take a trip down. I went in to check in with the cardiologist, you know, for my annual checkup kind of thing. And the person that was checking us in was not a happy camper. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, she was a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us in the bushes of love. I mean, it was the bushes of love. Yeah, some, <laughs> every day I worry all day. It was she was upset. She said, well, you know, let's schedule this appointment or this follow-up or whatever. And then she said, how do you want to be reminded? Do you want text, email, phone call? And I'm like, I honestly really don't care. And she goes, well, it's your phone. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't need reminders. I, I have my calendar. I don't care, you know? Yeah. And, I, and so I was kind of like, oh my gosh. And then Sarah kind of <laughs> took that cue and started pumping, you know, like, oh, let's, let's be nice here. Let me smile. Let me ask her how she's doing. Let me do this. Wow. She brought this woman out of her shell uh-huh. turned out she had had some some dude come in and try to like scam her trying to be able to use medicaid when he didn't have it he was oh, trying yeah trying to jack the system up and get a free ride on all the rest of us who are paying for that chode and so i was like what an idiot like that yeah so then she kind of opened up she's like you would not believe the people that have been coming in lately and trying to take advantage of the oh. system and us and everything else and oh well no wonder she's in a bad mood you know and wasn't it Garrett Wong? Yeah, or, Garrett Wong said that. He he mentioned that on the on the flight he had where mm-hmm. he he had a stewardess that was or sorry a flight attendant that was I'm old that was very <laughs> rude to him <laughs> and, and he took the time after the after everyone had left the flight to you know try and talk to her and and you yeah. know be nice to her and and it and it all came out and and yeah it's a similar situation and when did that episode air? Oh. Yeah. Was it St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Fall of 2016, <laughs> and I haven't learned yet? Right. Uh, yeah. That was I know. two years ago. Wow. He did say that. So it was amazing. Like, Sarah did exactly what Garrett did, 
all of a sudden she opened up. She got very nice. She started to, you know, interact with us. She started smiling and laughing. And then at the end, she's like, well, thank you. Have a great weekend. And then, you know, walking out later, you know, she's, she waved at us. Hey, have a great weekend. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. We totally cheered her up and it wasn't us. It was somebody else that had screwed her over. So anyway, I heard this said too, after having experienced that, after going through stuff like that, it said that, you know, if you make people feel special, you become known with that person and maybe the people around them, which makes you feel better. People like people like that, right? You know, I I like to be around people that are happy and make other people feel special. We don't like the reverse, but the most important thing here is you make the others feel special and valued. And so I think it's, it was so interesting experiencing that again, like here we are a year and a half after hearing Garrett's story. Totally forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, by the way. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And then actually reading that and going, okay, this is going to be like a little bit of a personal mission. Just kind of see how things go. Whenever I, you know, go to a coffee shop and, you know, I'm at the barista. I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? You know, and try to become known, not because it's about me, but because I want them to go, Oh, Brian's here. This is going to be a good thing. Like, they're not going to see even just just a visual recognition that this guy's cool. Yeah. Uh, Even if they don't know your name, like, oh, yeah, I remember. I I recognize him and he always, you know, he's always really nice to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Make them even a little bit of a thing that that just that little bit can really affect the person's day. So, which goes back to the whole do a list thing. I mean, it's like we've talked about this and I'm sure some of you are probably like, well, I do this all the time. And then there's the rest of us and we're just like, yeah, uh, well, I, <laughs> majority of yeah, us. Let, let's, let's do this now. Let's do it. Let's do this challenge accepted. I typically do it already. So I'm not, yeah, mm. no, I'm, I'm being perfectly honest. I, I'm, nice. I'm usually really polite in stores and interactions with strangers. So, well, your mom always told me that there was something special about you. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I mean, that's, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you do that. That's good. a special purpose. You do. You have a special purpose and, and keep getting out there and doing that because see, and that's another reason why you're here because you make people feel special. Oh, Brian, <laughs> I'm going to eat some more chips now. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me hungry. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was, jo- I was thinking about this the other day and I'm thinking, you know, talking about nerdy, being nerdy and stuff. And I came up with an idea that, that I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person that's come up with this, but I'm into the nerdy things. You know that, right? But I'm not a full on nerd. I'm just not. I mean, you know, I like other things. I've got some other stuff and I'm thinking what best defines me as a nerd. And this is just a little fun thing. And I came up with because I like Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember the quasi dead in that movie? Yes. Yeah. See? And I was like, what a cool term. That's one of my favorite movies ever. But yeah. Yeah. And so I thought I need to do. I'm going to steal that and be called a quasi nerd. What do you think? Because it totally fits. It's it like defines you, yes, because you're not a full-on nerd. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not the person who only likes Star Trek and only tykes, talks about Star Trek and wears my uniform, you know, to work all the time. Like, I'm not that, but I love Star Trek <laughs> and I love other things. So, the quasi or, or sci-fi in general or Star Wars or yeah. fantasy yeah. or totally. you know, Game of Thrones or gaming you know i mean there's so many things i like the nerdy stuff stuff. yeah and it's so funny too because i've had conversations before and and i know that this is probably more generational than anything else but i also know that this is societal in the sense of that if you experience this you don't want to be referred to as a nerd you don't want that label because either one you got made fun of for that or two generationally nerd was not a cool term it is yeah that's generally that's very generational though more when we were kids it was uh it was derogatory whereas now it's not so much it's true but i think that even though people didn't want to be identified as a nerd because of those things 
Mm. I think many of us, especially here on the show, we do identify with nerdy stuff. We tend to drift that direction in conversation as well. So yeah. And so I was trying to think, okay, well, what, what is that? What is that nerd? Like I, I want a good term and I can wear like on a shirt or just calling him a quasi nerd. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good t-shirt. <laughs> so quasi what's yours though? Well, I'm more of an apathetic nerd. In other words, I like, I, I like term. all, I like nerdy things in general, but yeah. I'm not an expert on any of it. So, I mean, I'm not an, I'm not an expert with Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever, whatever you have. I'm just very, yeah, I like it all whatever but i'm still a nerd i'm just apathetic is that kind of like an office space you know when he's like you know bob it's not that i'm lazy or apathetic in your case <laughs> it's just that i don't care there you go <laughs> <laughs> so you're like i love nerdy stuff but i just don't care to know more is that kind of most what you're of saying? my yeah and most of my friends are engine nerds oh. engine nerds as in other words they're engineers. they're highly technical nerds yeah. they're engineers yeah and so they can go on and on for hours about computer hardware and, and, and acronyms left and right. And I'm, and if, if we're gaming with them and they're just going off on 3d printing hardware and stuff, I, I just zone them out and play without listening to them really. Cause I, I'm not that kind of nerd. What about like closet then nerd? Then there's the closet nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Full on nerds are the, are, you know, that's just like, I'm a nerd and proud of it. And you live, eat, sleep, breathe, nerd them. It's awesome. Yep. Yep. I think I've mentioned him on the show before I had him on ProfitCast. was Steve cam from nerd fitness. And I really loved that business model and, and what he does because one, he's a huge nerd, but he's also a huge fitness buff. And it's not because he's a fitness buff, but because he cares so much about taking care of himself health wise. And he thought, how do I help nerds to feel comfortable about one embracing who they are as nerds, but becoming healthy, you know, taking care of themselves because that's very hard. What a challenge! Uh, and more more so with some people than others. Uh, I think a lot of the quasi nerds like you, you know, you have your basketball and you, so you get a, you get regular exercise in that regard. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the full on nerds or the apathetic nerds like me or the engine nerds, there's all these nerds out there that don't have the motivation to go to the gym or go for a walk or mm-hmm. go play a sport. It just doesn't interest them. And how do you get that type of person? And I can relate to this. That's why it's such, such an interesting topic for me, at least, is, is how do you get them to want to do that on a regular basis? I've struggled with that all my life. I always go in, 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 in exercise spurts. I will get on a kick and go to the gym all the time for a few months, and then I'll peter out. And I've done that dozens of times in my life. Yeah. And so that's really interesting how I'm, I'm curious to go to his website and find out how he really does do that. And I think it very, uh, as with anything, it varies person to person. Yeah. I would be interested to bring some, him back. Some nerds. Sure. Yeah. That'd be really cool. That'd be an interesting interview. Uh, mm-hmm. I, some nerds, I don't know that you can, no matter what you do or say, motivate them in that regard. Regardless of, you know, what kind of a quote nerd you identify as. I, I think this would be actually kind of fun. I would be honestly curious to know what you see yourself as is like a quasi nerd, apathetic nerd, closet nerd, you know, full nerd, whatever, or other. And I come up with a Jedi nerd. I liked Renaissance nerd. I thought Renaissance nerd made sense because <laughs> well, it's like, one. I'm a, I'm a Renaissance man, but I'm a nerd. Right. But everybody thought, what do you LARP? I'm like, no, that, no, really? no. Uh, they thought it was like all about Renaissance. That would be festivals a full on Yeah. So I, I kind of <laughs> like the Renaissance nerd. Or maybe we, I don't know. Going back to your point about the fitness thing. I think there's a man. How do I put this? I think there's a level of maturity, I guess. 
no matter what I am, right? If I'm a nerd or I'm a whatever, like if I'm not desiring or willing to put priority on taking care of myself, then you can't convince anybody to do that. So I think it's a level of quote maturity. I'm going to call it that because I can't think of another word that somebody says, you know, I don't care who I am. Like I don't expect you or me or probably most of the people that I know to go sit in the gym and pump iron and then flex in front of the mirror with their tank tops on, you know, or their muscle well, that's shirts. That's one extreme. That's yeah. an extreme. No, I'm saying like, I don't expect that with, with the people that I know. Then there are the people that, you know, they run all the time because they're afraid of putting on 3% body fat and oh, they run awesome. and run and run. And to me, that's an obsession, right? But I think that for most people who are muggles <laughs> like us, <laughs> we just want to be healthy. You know, we want to live healthy, but we still want to eat the freaking cookie and enjoy our Jackson's honest potato chips and other things like that. Um, I wish they were sponsoring this episode, man. That would be so awesome right now. <laughs> we're giving them free advertising. <laughs> know, this is so ridiculous. We're uh, giving Alien and Isolation game free advertising. We're giving man. Jackson's Honest free advertising. It's, it's all good. It's You're all good. welcome. You should be bowing down to our yeah. prowess right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, you know, to to look at it from a more balanced, maybe we're balanced nerds. I would be very curious to know if you have a quote term for yourself that's kind of fun i mean just go fun don't don't overthink it you know do you, do you identify like with the whole quasi nerd thing does that resonate with you renaissance you know or maybe you're like you know brian i'm just not even a nerd at all <laughs> in which case man i uh, i'm i'm sorry because a lot of the show kind of goes into nerdy things so i hope you still love us and love the show but, uh, <laughs> no really i mean just come up with something fun come up with some new terms throw them in the facebook group send me an email i would also be very curious too if you want to hear more about nerd fitness and you would like me to invite Steve onto the show to kind of hear about, you know, one, his whole background, his story behind it. Cause it's a cool story. You know how he's been able to really encourage people who, like you said, don't have a lot of motivation to get out and, you know, eat healthy and, and exercise and take care of themselves because I don't even have a lot of motivation for it. Mm-hmm. I do it because I have to, but I would even be curious to hear, like, how do you motivate people? Like, how do you yeah, get I, us to have that desire to do it? Because that would be fascinating. So let me know if, if you're you interested. If you can nail him down. Yeah, if you can nail him down, that'd be an awesome interview. I'd, I'd be very interested in that. Okay, cool. Yeah, give us a, a, a like a Steve Cam thumbs up, thumbs down. If you don't care, if you're an apathetic nerd uh, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> whatever, just, I just don't care, man. <laughs> you know, whatever you talk about, I'm like happy or I'm not happy. Whatever. It just kind of depends. I don't really know what I am. Because I'm apathetic and, and it's it's not that I'm lazy, Bob. I, I just don't care. Just don't care. Uh, yeah. You know what the music means. Um I don't know what the music what what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day already? tomorrow. All right, get out there, wear your green, or I'm coming to pinch you. I will hunt you down like the Saint Patrick that I am. Uh Tony, thanks for being on, man. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. All right, realbryanshow.com. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.